You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, May 13th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my uh, baseball work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my entertainment pop culture beat at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Play Disgusting, Film Crit, and more, and hopefully many more to come. Of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though. Most importantly, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Feel free to hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them, and maybe, just maybe, just maybe, answer them here on the show. Today's show, guys, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week, this Sunday night. For the Cardinals-Padres game on ESPN. It should be a lot of fun. Lucas Smith will be there of Lockdown Cardinals. And he's going to host the room too, so we'll have like pre-game and post-game reactions. should be a lot of, lot of fun, guys. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. And for today's episode, guys, we are breaking down yesterday's doubleheader uh, between the Padres and the Rockies, how that series ends up turning out. My thoughts on that. And then, at the end of the show, going to be going over actually a listener question that somebody sent me and talk a little bit about that, and then just briefly talk about this upcoming card series that I'm actually genuinely really excited for. So, pretty cool stuff. Not going to be too beefy of an episode, one might say, today, but we're still going to do it, because that's what we do out here, man. We keep grinding. Onwards, as I like saying. And now we've got this off day. For you guys to hope. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this off day. No Padres baseball. Hopefully you're finding cool things to do. But anyway, let's get into it, guys. Game one of yesterday's doubleheader between the Padres and the Rockies. The Padres won by a score of 5-3. to You Darvish was starting pitcher for the Padres yesterday. He goes four innings, allowing one run unearned on two hits, walking one, and striking out two. Look, I bet you there's somebody... Uh, that, you know, a few weeks ago, Darvish hadn't had a bad start in the while. They're like, all right, I'm going to bet at them, bet him to do well against Pittsburgh because I bet you his first bad one comes against Coors Field. And instead, Pittsburgh, he was still okay. He got some decent strikeouts in that game. Eight to be exact, even if he did give up six hits and two runs, um, which isn't awful. In this game, he was he was good, and I like to see it. Only struck out two, which doesn't exactly blow anybody away, and only goes four innings also because it is a doubleheader, and as you guys know, the double header rule is that when it's a doubleheader, there's only seven uh, inning games. Personally, for the record, I'm for it. I like mixing up things. I mentioned this in my Locked On Now video, which you guys can find on the Twitter page, um, that I just mix it up a little bit. The season's so long, there's so many games. I don't mind if, even if it's a flawed kind of rule, in the sense that you're limiting the games, you're changing the entire thing, it's no longer nine innings, it's seven now. It's at least different. And sometimes just diff- being different is kind of cool. At least it mixes things up, especially for people who are trying to get into baseball. They have something to look forward to. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. Darvish looks fine. Love to see him get out of course field alive. Uh, Amelia Pagan ends up picking up the win technically in this one, going one inning, striking out three after allowing a walk and a hit. So good stuff from him. Tim Hill. Nearly messes up the game for us because in this game, guys, it was the return of Slam Diego 
my friends. We've been looking for it all year. We really have. We've been looking for it all year. Like, what is going on? There's no Grand Slams. This is what the team's known for. It's the best nickname, arguably, for any team in baseball and maybe even sports. And nobody hits any Grand Slams. Arguably, no one's even hitting that many home runs. The Padres, after yesterday, ranked 23rd in the league in home runs, which isn't great. Um, so that's just a, a good depiction of it. And you would think, oh, who did it? Was it Myers? Was it Will Myers, the baseball guy? No, 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 no. Was it Manny Machado? Oh, it had to be, right? Yeah, of course it's Manny Machado. Was it Was it Jake the Rake? Oh, it could have been Jake the Rake. No, it's got to be Tatis, right? No, it was Victor Caratini. The Puerto Rican power flowing through him. Hits the first Grand Slam for the Padres of the year in that sixth inning. You simply love to see it. Caratini, I would say next to Eric Hosmer. I haven't really checked actually the numbers as of right now, but I know Hosmer for sure has been the best player for the Padres with runners in scoring position this year, uh, just in terms of getting those base hits. And I don't think they're going to keep up, really. I'm a little concerned about maybe he's getting lucky with the batted um, balls in play. But uh, Caratini's the other one. You just trust the guy, don't you? You guys, I'm not breaking any news to you guys. You've been watching the games. You always feel kind of confident that Caratini will, will save the day, I guess. Um, and he did this time, hitting a home run that drove in Tommy Fan to Tukapita Marcano and Patrick Kivlahan, who had to be called up because, as you guys know, the entire team is 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 gone right now with the COVID infections with Myers, Hosmer, and Tatis, and Mateo, and Profar not really in the lineup. So that's the Padres are really entering into this Cardinal series thin uh, at the roster, for to say the least. Um, love to see it. Uh, Tim Hill almost blows the game. Padres fan favorite, and Mark Melanson has to come in uh, early in the what is it the the bottom of the sixth inning. And he go he has to throw 37 pitches, really laboring, going one and two thirds, allowing three hits, walking two, striking out none. But he does manage to get out of it, and in dramatic style, by the way, with Aaron Nola, who was playing second base at the time, cutting off to Capita Marcano in the in the outfield. That could have been a disaster. I was watching that. I had like a heart attack seeing that. Unbelievable stuff uh, from the Padres yesterday in that game. Um, it was definitely a fun game. I enjoyed watching some day baseball, especially for a team that most often, since I'm on East Coast time, is playing at night, and I'm staying up until like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> especially when it's ten o'clock games, it's always like I've adjusted my sleep schedule and I'm fine. Especially because I'm not, you know, working like full, full, full time every at a bunch of different places, and I'm not like dead by the time I get home. But it's definitely um, been interesting staying up so late watching all these games. And this time we did not have that. Um, yeah, it's still kind of the same story with the Padres' offense. Just they they tend to get those hits. I mean, look at our record; we're twenty one and seventeen now. Uh, they've been able to get those hits, like one or two hits, when you kind of need them. But they haven't had those consistent offensive games. And you know, last couple games they have scored a decent amount of runs with the Mother's Day Fiesta, eleven uh, one victory over the Giants, and then eight one over the Rockies after Manny's big day, and then five three in the first of the. Uh, two games of the doubleheader, but in general, like I said with those numbers, they rank 23rd in home runs, they rank 23rd in slugging percentage, they rank 18th in total runs, batting average 15th, and then on base percentage 10th. That's not the worst in the world, the problem is just slugging, not getting extra base hits, not knocking guys in, and I'm hoping that they're going to adjust to that. I am starting to think someone like Tommy Pham might just be a bases hit type of machine, bases hit, like a singles, doubles machine, hopefully, I don't know if he's got the power that's the same anymore, but even still, uh, really need a lot more from the offense to kind of show up, and I get that their lineup was a little bit less yesterday, not a little bit, a lot less uh, than it usually is, but still, uh, very unfortunate, I think, that they've started off so slow, but that wasn't even the bad game, they did win this game after all, guys, they did win, shout out you Darvish, just 
Always there when we need him. When we need a good start from a starry pitcher. Always there. Uh, Before we talk about the game that didn't go so well for the Padres, guys, I want to talk to you about Locker Room. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room, guys. It's a fantastic app. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, which is always nice. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, maybe even other uh, Locked On hosts, athletes and insiders. Mark Stein is on there a whole lot. I saw Kevin O'Connor on there once of The Ringer. I saw Nora Prinkiati and Kevin Clark of football fame uh, from The Ringer uh, on there the other day. And you can talk with them in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting a room for Lockdown Padres this week. That's right. And once a week all the time. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to every day. It's a perfect place to talk about sports, guys, let me tell you. And you'll find all the things. You'll find post-game breakdowns, debates, watch parties, and everything. And what I love the most is that it's easily accessible. You just download the app, make a profile, and you're in. It's kind of like Twitch, but without some of the barriers and whatnot. It's so easy to get in on the action, guys. And be sure to join me and Lucas Smith this Sunday night for the Cardinals-Padres game, which I believe starts at around 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so be sure to look out for that. going to be a lot of fun talking with him. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest updates. Follow me at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S. Almost forgot how to spell my name for a second there. To be notified when my room goes live, I know you are not going to want to miss it. My Locker Rooms, the people are saying they're a lot of fun. I let everyone speak on them. It gets wild and crazy and rowdy. It's, it's really a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Padres. See you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. And now, guys, shifting gears. Vroom, vroom. I want to talk to you about cars, and more specifically, rockauto.com. First and foremost, family business. You know how I feel about family, guys. They've been serving auto parts customers online for nearly for 20 years Two whole decades. That's a long time. They have everything from engine control modules and tail lamps to mortal oil and even new carpet. Uh, whatever it is, you can get it delivered directly to your door in a few easy clicks. And their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, which is really important for people like me that don't know much about par- uh, like cars and car parts. You could quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle of choice and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. And to that latter most point, guys, prices. Best of all, prices at rockout.com. They're always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make any sense. Just just don't do it. So go instead to rockout.com and save yourself some money and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now, guys, like I said, let's talk about the more sad game, I guess, of the two uh, slate from yesterday between the Padres and Rockies. Game two of the doubleheader. The Padres end up losing this one, 3-2. to two. And we got a bunch of things to talk about. Firstly, let's talk about Blake Snell. In this game, everyone's been talking, everyone's saying, oh, the Rays are winning the the trade, they won, they fleeced the Padres. Well, let me tell you, the Trolls are not going to stop after this game. He goes four innings, allowing two runs on five hits, walking three, and striking out seven. Again, same thing with Snell. The strikeout stuff is good. He generated a lot of whiffs on his slider today. Uh, Six, in fact, out of the 14 times uh, that people swung, he threw that. That was his second most used pitch, and then the four-seam fastball. He was daring hitters at one point. I liked the confidence with sometimes when he was throwing that at, like, 96 and whatnot. I did like that. I did. I was excited to see that it seems like he was daring hitters with the fastball, which is good because he's trying to hit his location in the spot, right? 
But again, some walks, and it feels like the same as a lot of Blake Snell starts, where he hasn't gotten absolutely lit up. That's the weird thing. Guys are hitting him extremely, extremely hard. Instead, it's he goes four innings, sometimes even three innings, and he gives up like the walk and then the one bad pitch that's taken for a home run. In this case, off of Josh Fuentes' bat, and it was it was absolutely crushed. It was one of the hardest hit balls uh, in the game, going 410 feet and actually uh, at an exit velo of 101 miles per hour. Not as great as Manny Machado's home run from uh, the other night, but still, uh, he absolutely crushes it. And it's just sad. Like, I, we haven't seen... I don't know what it is. I hope that he can figure it out. I hope that it's a mechanical thing and that he figures out which pitches that he should be throwing more, throwing less, maybe use the fastball less. But as I described... Um, Earlier in the week, one of the big things is he's not getting guys to chase at anything outside the zone. It seems like they're they're figuring out what pitches to lay off of. And I don't know. It's it's a little bit odd considering he's pitched in the American League for so long. You know what I mean? You would think that transitioning to the National League would actually be easier for Blake Snell. Combined with the fact that he gets to face a pitcher every nine at-bats. But also because it's not like those guys are used to seeing him. And instead, it's been the complete opposite. So I understand the concerns about Blake Snell. I move my concern. I was concerned at 30%. I move it up now to 45%. At some point, he needs to have a good start where he looks like an ace. And, and Dugger, like I said, I've been defending him and saying he hasn't been getting killed in starts. But he hasn't looked like an ace arguably even once this season. Maybe opening day when he went four and two-thirds, gave up no runs, striking out eight against the D-backs. And then maybe, maybe against San Fran, he was pretty good too. But he did walk four, but he struck out eight. That's the thing is his strikeout rate is actually still pretty good, especially among qualified starting pitchers. So that was nice. But in general, another meh start from Blake Snell. And when you're projected to be the number two starter in the rotation, we need a little bit more than just meh. You know what I'm saying? So that was unfortunate. But otherwise, the bigger story of the game, Snell does get tagged with the loss here. Or no, actually he doesn't. It goes to Nick Ramirez. I forgot we went to extra innings for a second. Uh, this game ends up going to extra innings. The best batter for the Padres was Austin Nola somehow going two for four in the game. And then yet again, Victor Caratini coming up clutch with the RBI single in the, the top of the seventh to keep the Padres' hopes alive. We end up going to extras. And on top of that, let's talk about a couple, just a lot of blunders that go against the Padres, right? So first of all, Later in the same inning, uh, Trent Grisham manages to get on base two with a single, and then Drake Cronenworth hits into a fielder's choice, uh, unfortunately. But then with Manny Machado up at bat, Trent Grisham gets caught stealing third. And it was a good throw by the catcher, but I have to say, you know, I've, I've said it before, and don't get me wrong, I know that if, if Grisham ends up not getting caught, we start applauding the aggressiveness on the base pass from the Padres, but it just feels like in this game, when you're, when you're trying to potentially take the go-ahead lead, just kind of, I don't know, man. Like, don't, with Manny Machado up, who I know hasn't been awesome this year, I just feel like you give Manny the RBI opportunity. I know that you end up giving him the RBI opportunity in extras anyway, but if they had lost, say, in the bottom of the seventh, which they, which they didn't, then that would have been really bad, and Manny Machado never got his at-bat. In general, though, top of the eighth, they aren't able to do much. Machado gets a walk. Fam grounds out. Nola hits a very unfortunate fielder's choice play. And Tukipik Marcano flies out, but let's talk about that. It's been going on around Padres Twitter. I've seen it all over. I've seen a bunch of people talking about this. Whether or not catcher Elias Diaz blocked the plate on that last run attempt, um, trying to score in those extra innings from Cronenworth. My take on it is this. It really, really looked like he he was blocking the plate. 
you have to, from what I understand, I will say, this is kind of like the NFL catch rule, where I almost, or at least what it used to be in the NFL, where nobody really knew what constituted a catch anymore. Everyone's like, what's going on? Why is it that they have to complete the catch and hold on to it for another week before it counts uh, without the ball moving? In this case, it's the weirdness of you can't be blocking the plate before you have the ball as the catcher, basically before it lands into the glove. So it was very... It didn't look like he really had the ball, and he's in the way, which causes Cronenworth to have to kind of get out of the way and do that awkward slide and ends up being tagged out. I thought it might have been a bad call. I could be wrong. If someone wants to educate me on the rule and say, no, actually, he, he was allowed to do that, then okay, fine. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, the, okay. But it just felt like the guy was blocking the plate and that Cronenworth should have been called safe there, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people love to get on umpires. I really don't because I think they have a really hard job and nobody ever praises umpires for doing the right job. So it's like, it's kind of a lose-lose. You're never really going to, you know, have a good time, I guess, being an umpire, if that makes sense. But still, I thought this was kind of a a missed opportunity. That's just how I interpreted it. I thought, hey, what's going on? In the moment, even in the moment, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Am I crazy? Like, am I crazy? I'm not going to get super mad now. I mean, bottom line, it was was a pretty decent throw. But I saw it and I was just like, ah, man. Like, shoot, this is this feels like a missed call here. So a lot of people were talking about that, and I think that it is justified. I thought they got a little hose there. Um, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts as well. Um, and if there are any Rockies fans listening, give me your thoughts. If you thought it was a bad call or not, I'd love to hear your thoughts and whatnot. So tweet at me and all that. Um, and then the Padres end up losing the game, of course, with Josh Fuentes hitting a line drive single to deep center that allows Charlie Blackman to score from third, which was unfortunate because they the Padres had just turned a double play, so you're really excited. All you have to do is get any sort of out, and you continue along the game. But, of course, that doesn't happen. Nick Ramirez ends up taking the loss. Hate to see it, man. Yeah, hate to see it. They lose the second game of doubleheader. And I feel like one of the things about the Padres so far this year has been, aside from maybe the Rangers, they're just not having those, yes, that's right, we are this much better than you type of wins. They've been winning against teams. Like I said, they're 21-17. They're they're just a couple games out of first place in the NL West behind the Giants. Um, So certainly no panic there in terms of the totality of the Padres. But it is frustrating that they seem to have these games against the Pirates, against the... Um, or against the Rockies, like these teams that you know you're better than, but you just can't seem to really have those statement type of wins. Their big statement wins have honestly come against the Rangers and then the Dodgers this year. Granted, those are the especially the latter of those teams, good teams to have a statement win against. But so far, the Padres just a very, they've been in a very, they've been a very annoying, really good team. I think that's the way to describe them, where the pitching is lights out, but then this offense with all these batters who are able to still get on base, not like they're all striking out 24-7, just aren't able to drive guys in. And I know that there's kind of an epidemic of lack of offense in baseball right now, but still, that's no excuse for how they're performing based on their total talent level so far. But yeah, guys, those are my thoughts on both games of the doubleheader. Unfortunate loss for the Padres in the second one. Hopefully they can bounce back uh, and get and win these these. Cl- what I'm sure are going to be competitive games against the Cardinals. But before we talk about that, guys, I want to talk to you about Sports Trade. Have you ever heard of it? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's pretty amazing. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares and your favorite players just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform. So check it out today, guys. Making money with Sports Trade is simple as each player value rises and falls based on two factors. One, 
the third statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. And two, good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that, you know, penny stock and a rookie with huge upside. You know, maybe you're trying to get Jared Kalenic right now or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer, guys. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com and watch the How It Works video and then sign up to get started. Remember, sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. And speaking of kind of other sports-related stuff. Let's talk about sports betting, guys. BetOnline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You know, we're a month in, guys. How crazy is that? It felt like a pretty quick month, didn't it? Uh, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including, obviously, MLB. And then the NBA, NHL, all of your UFC, MMA action, whatever you want, they've Got it. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50%. That's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, guys, your online sportsbook experts. And now, guys, with those important things said and done. Let's get into the last part of the show, guys. Zachary Shelton on Twitter sent me a question at MovieZFan89. He likes sending a lot of questions. I have noticed you, Zach. I notice you. I see you, my friend. Uh, This might be a hard question to answer, but up to this point, with the Padres having a record of four games over 500, in parentheses, 20 and 16, who is your MVP? So obviously the Padres are now 21 and 17. Um, But still, the question stays the same. Zach, if you were talking about, I'm going to answer two of these. First of all, I don't know if necessarily you met the Padres. I assume you met the Padres MVP. But if you're talking about general baseball, uh, I'll have that pick as well. And actually, we're going to start with the latter because it's a little bit easier. And honestly, it doesn't matter as much. My two picks right now, Ronald Cudi Jr. of the Braves. He's awesome. 300 at batting average, 400 on base. He's been basically the sole excitement for Braves fans is basically everything's not going their way right now um, with Mike Soroka also apparently I have him on my fantasy team too uh, facing a setback for his recovery from the surgery that he had so who knows if that guy will even be back this year uh, so that's a huge blow for them and then the other one would be Chris Bryant and the only reason Chris Bryant would be an MVP person for me is well first of all he is playing well batting 300 uh, with a 400 on base and a 650 slugging percentage how about that? Nine total home runs uh, on the season for him. He's been great for the Cubs. The reason why I'd want to put him in there is, one, because I know you. I see you, Padres fans. You're wondering. You think the Padres could trade for him? I just want to appease you Padres fans that have been thinking that. And then second, because I've just on, been on the train that I thought it was absolutely insane and stupid that everybody was acting like Chris Bryant is past his prime and he's done. It was like he had one bad season when he was hurt last year. And then every year before that, even if it wasn't MVP, you're telling me a 280, 370, like 490 slash line? You're not interested in that? Might have even been higher than that, honestly. So I really didn't get the kind of how people were down on Chris Bryant and anyone being surprised by what he's doing is just... It's just crazy that people were even surprised and thought that he was... He's not what he used to be. What he used to be was two years ago. A year ago, even. Like, what What are you talking about? Like, he's still in the, the good old days, if that even makes sense for those guys. But anyway, in terms of the Padres MVP, 
I think it both, it's it's definitely not going to be a batter since there hasn't been someone who's been all that incredible. I know Trent Grisham has been pretty solid. I know Jake the Rake has been great. Uh, shit, I, I, I might want to give it to Victor Caratini at this point uh, from the offense, but I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to go pitching. And for me, it comes down to three guys. It comes down to you, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, and Mark Melanson. Mark Melanson leads the league in saves, and he's been perfect on all of his save opportunities. He's actually going to be... He, he's in. Uh, he's one of the Pirates' MVPs, especially when you lose Rosenthal. People are a little bit unsure. This guy's a little bit older. He doesn't throw particularly hard. Well, he's been awesome this year. The only time he really gave up a run was against the Dodgers, and it wasn't even a safe situation. It was in one of those extra innings games. So just in general, been lights out, basically, for Mark Melanson. Uh, and I imagine at some point he's going to you know, give up some runs at some point. But so far through the season, which is what, Zach, you're basically asking, who's my MVP? Mark Melanson's up there. You Darvish has actually been the best pitcher on the staff, currently owning an ERA of 2.08, which is basically around the same place it was last year for the Cubs. Pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. He's been that guy that we just trust every time to go out there. He's been pretty automatic basically all season. He hasn't given up more than two runs since April 1st, opening day against the D-backs. He has not given up more than uh, two runs and only gave up more than four hits once outside of that start, and that was against the Pirates of all teams for some reason. Even in that game, he was pretty solid and managed to work his way out of trouble. So that's the other one. But I'm actually going to go a little bit fun. I'm going to say Joe Musgrove is the MVP of the Padres so far, and here's why. He has not been better than you, Darvish. I'd actually argue in terms of their roles, has not been better than Mark Melanson. But the reason I want to have him in there is because he's the third guy in the rotation. Some people maybe might have said fourth. I know that he obviously ended up not being fourth because, you know, Chris Paddock, he's Rookie of the Year and all that stuff. Maybe he is actually the third best pitcher on this team. And then Denelson Lamette is the other thing. But just when you take into account them trading for him, kind of a buy-low situation, and him coming in and being a really great player for the team and adding some depth that apparently is much needed more now because the Nelson Lament can't go more than two eggs and Blake Snell has been struggling. Um, he's been awesome for them. The uptick in curveball usage was legit. It's a very good pitch of his, and he throws a lot of cutters, so he mixes up his repertoire a little bit. It's not just one pitch that is um, the reason that he's breaking out. And then the next reason, it's simple. He threw the damn no-hitter, guys. And I know that everyone's talking about right now there's been a lot of no-hitters in baseball. Offense is down across the league. I know. But it was the first hitter in Padres, uh, first no-hitter in Padres history. You know what I mean? Like, it gave us easily the highlight of the season so far, at least for me, is defeating uh, the Rangers in that game. Defeating the Dodgers was also wonderful, that series as a whole. But just the best moment. Joe Musgrove's no-hitter. It was great. San Diego kid. So that's why he's my MVP. I know he's not technically, in terms of the stats and the numbers, as good. Although I do think that people are exaggerating his decline a little bit. I'm like, guys, he is the number three starter. He's going to have some hiccups every now and then. I wasn't expecting him to be, you know, lights out for the entire year. But for the fact that he threw the no-hitter, I just think he's got to be my MVP of the team, at least so far uh, through the season. So thank you, Zachary, for your question. I hopefully, uh, Hopefully I answered it pretty well. I think I did, but I'll admit I'm a little bit biased there. Uh, And now, guys, one last thing before we close things out. I need to talk to you about the best podcast out there when it comes to all sporting news. That's right, Locked On Today. You get all of your sports news in under 20 minutes thanks to the legendary, iconic host, Peter Bukowski, a man of many talents. I must say. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Really cool stuff. Tomorrow, guys, for this podcast, you can expect a crossover with Lucas Smith of Lockdown Cardinals. That's going to be great. Uh, Really excited to talk to him about that team. 
Honestly, I haven't talked to Lucas in a long time. Last time I talked to him, I, yeah, it was the, the wild card round uh, before we played the Cardinals, and we all know how that turned out. So hopefully we can have a repeat uh, in terms of just having the offense explode. That would be really exciting. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting conversation, especially considering how thin the roster is with the Padres right now with the, the mini COVID outbreak. I don't want to actually – outbreak is a little bit strong of a term to use. I don't want to get too alarmist uh, on you guys, but – that's going to be, I'm sure, a great conversation. Can't wait for it. And then, of course, remember, Locker Room this Sunday night. Uh, going to be hopping on there. Download the app. It's also on Android. I forgot to mention that earlier. It also is on Android now. Very, very, very cool. And for next week, I've got some guests planned as well. A Cubs fan in particular. Yeah, you guys know what I'm alluding to. Yeah, we're going to talk about Chris Bryant. I, I will appease you guys. I, I will I will placate the mob, some might say, when it comes to this whole should the Padres trade for Chris Bryant thing. So we're going to be talking about that, answering some more questions, and keep on vibing, ladies and gentlemen. And with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, where ever and be sure if you can send me some five-star reviews on the apple podcast app and send in a review a question you might have and i guarantee you it will be answered guaranteed actually i've been loving all the questions that you guys have been sending me lately on twitter it's been a lot of fun answering them and i appreciate all the kind words as well if you just want to send nice words to me please i would love to boost my ego just a little bit more i guess so thank you for that guys be sure to do that especially for next week um as the padres keep on going Remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter at LO underscore Padres for the Twitter account for the show and at Javapeno for my account, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.